Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Mad Mike. I considered changing my name to Pissed Off Mike, Irate Mike, or just Fuck It All Mike, but I didn't. I am still the maddest of Mikes, and we are getting ready to talk Impact with me, who mercifully and probably intelligently did not watch this show, is Antonio Garza. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, from, from what I've read and from what I'm hearing and from what I'm about to hear, <laughs> it seems like it was a good decision to skip Impact. I, I didn't do it purposely. Like Life worked out this, this way, but I, I guess I won't complain. Call I won't it, go back to watch it. <laughs> call it a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you see the happiness, the joy on your face? That's because that's not because you're going to get to see Pentagon Jr. beat the shit out of Phoenix this weekend. That's because you didn't watch Impact. Uh, Possibly, okay. maybe, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Um, so my one word this week for Impact is duh. Like just the whole fucking night. They, Impact spent a good 20 minutes of Impact talking about someone who just debuted on Raw to come back. Now, I'm not saying you can work around that, but you can kind of work around that considering this stuff has been in the can for months. You can't do anything about the live promos, obviously, but the backstage segments, you can re-record those. The commentary, you can re-record that. It's not difficult. None of you live that far away from Nashville. <sighs> anyway, my good this week, struggling to find a good. Um, wow, really struggling to find. <laughs> um, you know what? The exhibition title match was actually a lot of fun. Uh, it, was okay. between, it was between DJZ, Sanjay Dutt, and Tigre Uno. Really a lot of fun with those three guys. Um, I'm kind of getting tired of Tigre Uno as the champion, though. Because I feel like if you're going into a war, which we'll get to, uh, you need more charismatic champions, more guys that can talk on the mic to put stuff over. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good match. It was fun. Um uh, I mean, DJ Z is always going to be a fan favorite with us because he's friend of the show. I mean, you know, we know him as Shima, obviously. Um, he's pretty good. Yeah. He, I mean, he's even, he's even probably one of the most underrated him. guys on the Impact roster. Yeah, even if you didn't know him, he's still really, really good. Mm-hmm. And he's got a look. He's got, like, a signature look and a gimmick. Like, he he's, you know, he pop, he pops your eye. He's like EC3. He's got he's got the the magnetism for the camera. Like if you're wa- if you see DJZ, you're gonna flipping through his channels, you're gonna stop and watch and see what that guy's doing. Just because he looks, you know, out there. He looks like a character. And that's a good thing. It's a it's a lot of what some of the air companies do not have. Um my bad this week. You know what? I'll save the invasion thing for a change. Um, my bad will be the fatal four-way match for the number one contendership for the King of the Mountain title. 
They had Lashley, James Storm, Mr. Anderson, and Bobby Roode. In paper, that match sounds good. On paper, that match sounds good <laughs> three years ago. Now, it it was not. Like, Bobby Roode won, which is the right call. But, God, James Storm has no direction. Lashley, I'm not even sure why he's still there. And Mr. Anderson probably should have retired when he wasn't Vince McMahon's son. <laughs> yeah, well, with James Storm, you can tell from the last shows that he's just fulfilling uh, dates. He doesn't want to take the direction anywhere because then he knows there's no direction. Yeah. And he's just like cruising the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I felt that, uh, I mean, it's a place to put him if he's not challenging for the title anymore. But he does feel out of place. Yeah, because and, he's booked so strong. Yeah, that you and, almost can't have him lose anything. Yeah, uh, Anderson, I agree with you. Probably not when he wasn't Vince McMahon's son. Probably when he was losing against the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Bobby Roode, that was the right call for both the match and the win. And uh, God bless his heart; he's still working so hard. Oh, Bobby. I swear, there, there are really talented guys on Impact. There really, really are, and we point them out as much as we possibly can. But they're just given so much crap, so much crap to deal with. Um, yeah. I actually forgot there was one really, really good thing, and I just remembered it as we were talking. Um, Eric Young has a new <laughs> Eric Young yes. has a new goddamn trophy. He won with his feet on the ropes to <laughs> steal the leg of Chris Melendez. And honestly, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to with Impact. Yeah, that, I want next, to see what Eric Young does with this leg. Next week is a no-miss show. Oh my god, I'm, I'm hoping for a long chain. I would also accept um, a lamp. Uh, I would accept melting it down into an urn and then melting that down into a chain. <laughs> I I don't know what I want Eric or or and that if he goes full King Cuerno with this shit and puts a strap on it, where's the fucking leg on his head? Oh that'll be perfect. That'll be absolutely perfect. But I, I just I, I just want to see uh, the next at least one or two months of very young matches for him to be hitting people with a leg like Finley would hit you with the shillelagh. Well, I want to see, like, I want Eric Young to go on a spree of taking things from people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want him to take the mask of Abyss. I want him to take, oh, God, I'm trying to think. Like, the dollhouse away from Jade and Marty Bell. I. <laughs> I want him to just have this collection of trophies. They're just completely random. Like, take Lashley's Beats headphones. <laughs> just take something from everybody. I, I really, I really want to see this. Take, take away, um, 
Take away Jeff Hardy from Matt Hardy? Oh, wait. No, that's, that's going to happen later. That's already EC3. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, take away, I don't know, one of one of Jeff Hardy's arm sleeves and, and put it around the leg. <laughs> like, there's so many things you can do. There's, I want him to start collecting trophies from everyone he beats. Like, Spud's bow tie. That should yeah. be the next thing on his list. Is he should Spud's look to collect but Spud's bow tie. He, he should take uh, Anderson's microphone so Anderson well, cannot do his intro anymore. Well, we already just kind of had that with Bram. But then again, that wouldn't stop TNA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I want him to be big game hunter. Era. I, want, I want to turn him into Craven the Hunter. That's really what I'm asking for right now. I want Eric Young to become the Canadian Craven the Hunter. And <laughs> beat people, pile drive them, and take something from them. Like, yeah. That would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, so my change this week, and we'll, we'll talk about the thing at the end afterwards. Uh, my change this week is why are the wolves... Um, the the wolves right now. I understand they were gone for a month due to the Hernandez hiatus. I get that, and that sucks that they had to deal with that. But there should have been something for them to come back to after that, because right now they fought the Revolution this week. Who the Revolution is now just three people. That didn't even work for the NWO too long, let alone a Revolution. Yeah. Um, it's just like they need to do something with them. I look at the Wolves like I look at Roderick Strong in Ring of Honor. Great wrestlers, shit for personality. Okay, uh, I think uh, I guess this ties to my the bad thing that I announced last week, where I said uh, there's three title matches and none of the title contenders deserve a title shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that was part of the, my problem with the Wolves. Like, the, there's no program for the Revolution to have a title shot against the Wolves. Uh, so I, I completely agree. Like, th- this match shouldn't have happened as it did. Uh, and yeah, it, it sucks for the Wolves because they are coming back from a few that technically never happened. Mm-hmm. And, I don't even know if they lost the belts during that feud. Yeah, me, me neither. And and at this point, I'm guessing they're just gonna transition into fighting for Dixie. But yeah, like, which this, uh, there's this, so many problems match, with that. Oh uh, yeah, it's <laughs> but uh, yeah, like this fell completely out of place, and it it could have been a good filler match. But they made it a title match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't understand why every match they have has to be a title match. It doesn't. It doesn't. You can just have the Wolves versus the Revolution in a match. Yeah. Like you can just have Velvet Sky versus Brooke as a match. And but I just remembered that match happened because holy crap, there was nothing good about that match. Um. Oh, by the way, did you know Rebel was still employed by TNA? Because <laughs> I yeah, didn't. She, she's. I think she's the only one they they wanted to keep because big butts. Yeah, uh, they like big butts, and 
I heard they, they can't lie. lie. They can't yeah. lie about it. No, they, they lie a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of lying a lot, before we get into the the big angle that happened, uh, Garza, let me let me ask you a question. All right, TNA had this contest, I'm calling it a contest. Which knockout do you want on the cover of the knockouts catalog? Uh, uh, calendar. Calendar. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. The choices were, I want to say, Velvet, um, Gail Kim, and Brooke. Okay? Those are your choices. That's fine. Three faces, nothing wrong with that. Yep. Now, uh, Josh Matthews tells us over 250,000 votes counted. I don't believe that, but he tells us that. That's what he counted. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. Even if it was Pope voting 250,000 times. He counted that. Yeah, yeah, you say it's over 250,000. Fine, I'll go with you on that. Garza, how do you end up with a three way tie? (laughs) That's who's on the cover. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Now, all right, if you want to put all three of them on the cover, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is. The easiest ways around this. You say, hey, Impact fans, do you want Gale, Velvet, and Brooke on the cover? Or do you want the dollhouse on the cover? I, and- I think uh, I'm going to give him the, the benefit of the doubt because I never saw the actual... No, I never saw the actual poll. Uh, so there may be an option... Tie. No, no, there may be an option D that says all of the above. Okay, all right, all right. Fair. I never saw the poll. Fair. I never saw the poll either. I severely doubt there was an option three. Uh, An option D. I severely doubt that. If there, yeah, option D wasn't there because Austin Aries is gone. Austin (laughs) Aries is gone. There's no option D. But, I mean, if, if there was no all of the above option, there's no fucking way that happens. Yeah. There's no way that happens. I, I, I mean, if that's what you're going for, just have a tournament yeah, to decide just, who's going to be. Or just not have a vote and say, here's the new fucking calendar. Buy it and Deal jerk off it. to it. Yeah. Which is essentially what Pope said he was going to do. In so yeah. many words, he said he was going to buy it and jerk off to it. Which, um, inappropriate. He in does that a lot. I mean, granted, you're in Nashville, so you never see the rest of the roster anyway. But still, in the probes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, the big angle. No Let's pun intended. It. Yeah. Um, so, Dixie came out and she was going to announce whether she was going to let Jeff Jarrett run the company. And then, like a boring signal in the sky, Drew Galloway comes out. And Drew Galloway, he comes out and says, Listen, Dixie, I took criminology, and I figured out who is behind this. I'm not mincing words. He literally said, I used my criminology degree. Yeah. First of all, that's not how that works. Uh, he got a phone call. He got a fucking phone call. Um, yeah, he said he checked over some tapes, and... Apparently, the people who attacked Bully Ray, there's that name again, and him, left in 
rental cars, which he was able to get the license of both of them, and they were both rented out to Jeff Jarrett. So much bullshit about this. <laughs> so, so much bullshit about this. First of all, if you could see the license plate of the cars of the guy who attacked you, odds are you'd be able to see who the fucker was. Unless they're literally wearing a mask. Which I guess is professional wrestling. Not out of the question, but yeah. still. It was probably the guys who kidnapped Samoa Joe that one time. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, and And then Jeff Jarrett says... I didn't know, Dixie. I didn't know. I swear on my kids I didn't know. He said he sweared on Kurt Angle's kids that he didn't know. That's cold. That is fucking cold, Jeff. He, he just restarted that feud again. Yeah, he did. He really, really <laughs> did. All right. So, and Drew says, oh, I don't know if I believe you, but I don't believe you. Like, by the way, how's my Drew Galloway impression? Is it? Is it it's, it's, on, it's, it's on point. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm the chosen one. No, um. <laughs> so Jeff denies it, and Drew was like, "Well, if it wasn't you, who was it?" If Jeff didn't know, how would he know who it was? Because at this point, it does seem like Jeff is telling the truth. And then, and then we hear as if someone. Showing a bitch signal in the sky. Karen Jarrett with a microphone and says, It was me, Dixie. It was me the whole time. She and then JR said, she, she, didn't say, she didn't say that. She should have said that, but yeah. she didn't say that. Um, but yeah, apparently it was Karen Jarrett who um, ordered the hit on Bully Ray and on Drew Galloway. And Jet. Karen's reasoning was that she did it for Jeff. I did it for the Jeff. Yeah, I, did, I it. did it for my family. Uh, <laughs> now, me hearing that makes me think, uh-oh, Karen Jarrett saw how much work Jeff put into Global Force Wrestling, realized they're not going to get a TV deal, they're losing shit tons of money on it, and Karen got it, Karen got to get paid. <laughs> so she organized this to try and get Jeff a new job at Impact. That's what it seems like to me. It seems yeah. like Karen thought GFW was such a huge failure that she had to maneuver Jeff to get back into Impact. And then GFW people come out, Kerr Hawkins, Chris Masters, you know, all those guys who use their WWE Twitter handles. All those five um, guys. <laughs> yeah, all those five guys. And Scott fucking Demore. If you're leading a revolution or starting a war and one of the soldiers on your front line is Scott Demore, you might want to rethink your strategy, General Custer. Um, Here's hoping that he just brought him in to book the show because Scott Demore wasn't that much of a booker. So let's just hope he's joining that. He's he's gonna invade the creative team. Uh, Scott Demore, 
I just hope he's there to do a Canadian destroyer because it seeing him made me made me realize how much I miss PD Williams. Uh, he's, but, gonna, he's gonna recruit Bobby Roode and Eric Young. Yeah. Um kind of rice again. But yeah, then then the GFW guys beat down TNA people and Dixie looks scared and shocked. I I I don't even know. What, what what were your thoughts when you read that, Garza? Uh, okay, it's kind of like from the start. Uh, I hated that Drew Galloway was the one. <laughs> like, I mean, I hated that he was involved in the turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been perfect just to keep him off TV while Jeff is invading, and then Drew Galloway, the huge ass baby face, can come back and chat and fight later on. And he, he can go back and say, I know who attacked me. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with doing that? What is wrong with doing that? But no, he had to come back last week and fight Eli Drake for no fucking reason. Yeah, and he like, had to do where, like, where was his fucking criminology degree last week? Huh? Where the fuck was that? Uh. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that, that was my first uh, problem. Like, the, the involvement of Drew Galloway. Uh... <laughs> I guess the hook having Jared and Jeff, and I, I can pass that, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I actually can live with find it. the Karen twist. Yeah, I, I can live that, with that. That's, that's slightly interesting, but at the same time, Jeff immediately went all in on, on it. Yeah. Like, like Karen said, I did it for him, and Jeff, without a moment's hesitation, just kicked Drew Galloway right in the dick. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Jeff, Jeff should have been like, Dixie, I'm sorry. I really like and still build up that turn. Still build it up. Like have Karen be the big bad. Have Jeff be like, Karen, this is not what I want. And have the GFW guys beat Jeff down. Have that build like cook that for such a long time. And then eventually Jared's the one who costs EC3 the world title. Against a GFW guy like Masters or something like that. Like, that is how you do this shit. I literally just thought of that now. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to think of this shit. It yeah, doesn't. I mean, like, they, they slow burned it for two weeks. There's a million options that they could have done just better, just to build up a better turn. Yeah. Uh, like, and like I said, like, I'm okay with this turn. Like, it, it is what it is. I just hated the involvement of Drew. I just hated that, uh, like, you have the the TNA guys come out. And what TNA's guys we got? Like, we got a bunch of geeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also had the Wolves. Yeah. But they got their asses kicked right away. I'm like, oh, great. Way to push the tag champs. Yeah, I mean, we got a and- bunch of geeks. We got, like, they all came one by one so they can get their asses kicked one by one. And... And to me, this was the point where they could have built up so many guys to be the phase of TNA versus GFW. Like, I would have loved to see EC3 and Matt Hardy fighting together and then getting their ass kicked together. And I completely killed the, their match they're having. No, I wouldn't care. Honestly, EC3 coming out wouldn't have made sense because he told Dixie this is a bad idea from the start. Yeah, uh, that, that's something I, I really hope they do. With Eric well, Young, like, like we talked about, like yeah. Eric Young and AC3 and Robert Root, do need to go to Dixie and see, like, uh, I fucking told you, 
I'm telling you, TNA Suicide Squad. I'm yeah. totally on yeah. board with the TNA Suicide Squad. Like, I really, really want to see that. It's never going to happen, but I really, really want to see that. Like, I want all these good guys, like the Wolves, like Drew Galloway, go in and get their asses fucking handed to them by GFW the entire time. Like, I want PJ Black, the 450 Drew Galloway, back to fucking uh, ECW. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think uh, if they want to do this correctly, from what they already crapped, uh, in the coming weeks, uh, TNA needs to lose all the titles to GFW. Oh, don't say that. Except except EC3s. Probably. Okay, okay, okay. But, but they Ooh. definitely need to lose uh, the exhibition, the tag titles, and even the knockout title. Absolutely. And uh, absolutely. And later on, when the former champions cannot figure out how to retain, regain those titles, then you bring in those guys. Well, I mean, but see, the thing is, here, here's how you do that. And I, I love that. Like, have them get the tag straps first. That's Those are the easiest ones to take off because no one gives a shit about the Wolves. Yeah. Then you have uh, Tigre Uno get double teamed by, uh, let's say, Sanjay and Kurt Hawkins or someone like that. I don't know. Just someone. Um. Then you have the Lady Tapa beat up Brooke, yeah, for the for the knockout style. Then you have like somehow EC3 gets booked in a match against PJ Black and Chris Masters, but EC3 because he's a dick and because he cheats, he escapes unscathed. And then and then everyone's going to it like, how are you able to fight off GFW? And he's like. I win. I'm a winner. <laughs> That's how I do it. Like you guys have been giving me crap for my entire career about how I win matches, but guess what? The way I win matches is a necessary evil. And then boom. That's how you that's how you bring it all together. And they're not going to do that. They're going to do something stupid that ends up with EC3 versus Jeff Hardy, I'm guessing, because why? Ugh. But yeah. Um, let, let's talk about EC3 quickly before we uh, wrap it up here. Yeah. EC3 gave Matt Hardy his rematch for the worst reason possible. And here's why. If EC3 wins his match, if EC3 loses his match, he loses the title to Matt Hardy, of all people, loses his undefeated streak. And if he wins, he has to have Jeff Hardy around him 24-7. Sorry, right? That's uh, the most lose-lose situation for a champion I've ever heard of. You you do realize that uh, this was the last thing that probably TNA was missing from from WCW, and <laughs> we finally have a a Judy Backwell on a spoil match. <laughs> it's, it's Jeff Hardy. So we have a Jeff Hardy, Jeff on, a Hardy on a dirt bike match. Yep. Oh God. They've done it. <laughs> they, they've gone full WCW. They've gone full WCW. Yep. Um, I mean, there's no way that EC3 loses this, right? The, I mean, I, I, no. I don't think there is, but TNA's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but... And EC3 is a smart guy. Why would you want a guy like Jeff Hardy doing your laundry? Would you? He's gonna, he's gonna get pain all over it. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm pain and, and drugs and no shit. <laughs> like I would not eat any food Jeff Hardy ever served me. Would never eat it. Not in a million years. Uh all right. Um anyway, uh as you can guess, TNA ranked for me. Uh fuck it. We'll go number four. Number four <laughs> this week. Out of three shows, TNA gets a number four. Um we'll call it we'll call it the global force impact. Uh yeah. I, I saw I, I, my my final thoughts on I'm the guy who likes impact, but this show Granted, I didn't watch it. I just read the reviews and recaps. Did seem like a terrible downfall from a streak that I considered that it was a, a good shows. Like this show just sounds bad. So, hey, I'm gonna give it number three, even though I'm not boy. <laughs> <laughs> Garza gave it a number three. Didn't have a number two show. I didn't <laughs> even watch it. That. Impact, yeah. you gotta fix your shit. You gotta fix your shit. You're losing your last plan, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going on, it's August 27th. We're going on four shows left, potentially, for Impact. Yep. And Garza, if they if they don't get a home after September, that last episode of Impact, oh my god, we're gonna have such fun reviewing it. I, I'm just, I'm starting to have feelings that while it's the last Impact show, it's gonna be the first Amped show. Nope, no, I don't think so. Not not from not from things I've heard. I've well, heard they're filming too. Amped for for foreign markets, and that's about it. All right, so well, uh, let's see what happens. So, <laughs> where where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at DW Revolution for the Twitters. You can find me at DWRevolution.com. And you can join me on Patreon, where you can go and, and give $1 to podcasts as the Wrestling Mayhem Show or Panel Riot, like I do, and just support those guys. They're, they're doing really, really good work in their podcast, and just go support. doesn't cost that much. Excellent. Thank you very much for supporting Panel Riot with our good buddy DJ Lunchbox. Um, you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitters. I also do the Total Divas wrap-up with Jen Carlins, which should be out tomorrow. And we will have the season wrap-up of Tough Enough tomorrow. We will be talking about the winners, the losers, the inadvertent racists that kind of ruined the show. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking about all of that tomorrow for the Tough Enough wrap-up. But until then, for Tony Garza, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been The Midweek. Wow!